Hi, I'm Liz Winstead. I'm Mojiella Wodeal. And we're the hosts of Feminist Buzzkills, the only weekly podcast that helps you navigate the post-row hellscape. We dissect all the news from that sketchy intersection of abortion and misogyny with our guests, the abortion providers and activists working on the ground. Plus, we have amazing comedians to help us laugh through the rage. Feminist Buzzkills drops Fridays wherever you get your pod fix. Listen and subscribe, because when BS is popping, we pop off. M-S-W Media. Welcome to Teacher Quit Talk. I'm Miss Redacted. And I'm Mrs. Frazzled. Every week we explore the teacher exodus to find out what, if anything, could get these educators back in the classroom. We've all had our moments where we thought, what the hell am I doing here? From burnout to bureaucracy to soul-sucking stressors and creative dead ends. From recognizing when it was time to go to navigating feelings of guilt and regret afterwards, we're here to cut out the gaslighting and get real about what it means to leave teaching. We've got insights from former teachers from all over the country who have seen it all. So get ready to be disturbed. Join us on Teacher Quit talk to laugh through the pain of the u.s education system we'll see you there i'm francis callier i'm angela v shelton we are frangela and welcome to the final word the final word with frangela the final word 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 the final word. Thank you for joining us here on MSW Media and the Sex Liberal Podcast Network also. Absolutely. Oh, and speaking of which, let us tell you about this new app. It's called Picked Cherries. Now we gotta we gotta we're gonna look into it even more, but we heard that you can pick little snippets of your favorite podcasts and post them up and let other people and introduce other listeners, podcast listeners to your favorite podcasters would be us <laughs> and, uh, and post. So if you have a chance, check that out. Okay. And post us up. Yeah. You can put up a little, like your favorite part. Something that struck you is particularly insightful, witty, or just full of shade that was too delicious not to share. There you go. There you go. We want to thank everyone who is supporting us through Patreon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you've thought to support us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And if you can't right now, if you can't yes. do that, you can, the, the, the next best thing is to just get other people to listen, subscribe to this podcast, those subscribing numbers, those download numbers, reviews, those are the things that help us get, ads yeah which then helps us um eat yeah yeah and, and stuff which we're fond of let me tell you something my 16 year old she likes food she's home for the summer oh my goodness she's volunteering at the library but she still wants to eat <laughs> okay it's just i mean and all she does all they do is grow it's 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 a lot it's a okay. lot it's a lot it's a lot and we want to thank everyone who's recently ordered a cameo thank you very very much you can go and go to cameo.com put in frangela and you know what we can wish you a happy retirement someone just just graduated from med school come on that was exciting the other day we, we get just as excited about your uh exciting events as you do so go on over to cameo.com and then pick up a, a video and we have shows coming up. Do, do, do. Do, do, do. 
exciting. It's a bit exciting. We have shows coming up on July 21st. If you're in the LA area, you can go to Flappers. That's right. Go to flapperscomedy.com and get a ticket so you can see us perform. Funny, stand up, the ha-has. On uh, August 12th, we're going to be at the Ledge Theater. Go to theledgetheater.com and you can pick up a ticket and see us at a Black-owned theater in Hollywood. How amazing is that? And then September 10th, we have a show in Kauai. Yes, yes, yes. Which I'm very excited about. And then, then for you sexy, liberal, sexy, sexies who are out here on the West Coast, we are going to be at the Saban Theater October 22nd. 22nd. There we I'm go. So go to sexyliberal.com. Although you just made me not confident in that date, the way you the, the look in your eye, passed across your eyes took away my confidence, but I believe it is the 22nd. Yes. We'll be there. They just corral us. <laughs> Totally. They just point us in the direction of the stage on the date. And there's something happening on the 24th of September, which they're going to tell you about tomorrow. <laughs> 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 we have such a hard time. Um, so please check that out. And so uh, we we want to get this. We want to give you our impressions. So we held off on recording this week's the final word until after the hearings because as you know if you as you are all avid listeners to this podcast because you want to be informed we switched our podcast days because on it seemed like everything happened on tuesday yep what do they do <laughs> they, put the damn, they put the gd uh hearings on a thursday I was like, ooh. And the last one that we're gonna have for supper but let me tell you they gave us so much to chew on mm. for the next two so many things to talk about and so many things I want to say, but I'd like to start with a nod to the shade. <laughs> if you like me, if you are a person who, this is one of my favorite little sayings is, if you don't have anything positive to say, sit next to me. Like mm -hmm. I, like if there's anything we adore, it's well done shade. And I would give anything to have been in the room for the immense amount of shade and just outright wrong that got thrown at Jeffrey Clark. Oh, God, I tell you. Oh. To be told, it is, it to is be told to your to face, your face in front of the president of the United States of America, bitch, you not qualified. Ooh. And if there's an oil spill, you better listen for that shit because you gonna have to go clean it up. Get the hell out. I, I mean, this is a well-constructed read. When somebody says, look, Jeff, you're an environmental lawyer. When there's an oil spill, we'll call you. <laughs> Had I been in the room, Believe me, that you would have heard. Dang. It, it made Donahue kind of hot for me. I'm oh, gonna tell you, it it, <laughs> it it was super hot. I'm gonna yes. tell you something. All of that became instantly sexy to me. We were we heard from um three particular in particular three different uh, people who worked at the Justice Department and um in the Office of Legal Counsel. Um, Angle, Rosen, Donahue. Is Donahue or Donahue? I feel like everybody Donahue. says. Donahue, because I feel like there are people saying Donahue too, but Donahue. I wanted to say to that point, we've been hearing over and over and over who was the hero? Who stopped mm -hmm. what? I'm going to say the HBO movie needs to be made about those men. Before yeah. I'm, if we're you know if we're casting and we're writing the story, this plays a huge part. 
because they yes what they should have done is in real time come out and said these people are trying to okie doke the fucking constitution and run one and i still and still are running one by and through the american people but they didn't but they did stand up for the rule of law in the moment you know i i i i gotta say i you know and a lot of people have said it I just how bar, how low is the bar and by bar, I mean, both attorney general bar and a bar of our ethics. Yep. How low have we lowered the bar when simply not committing a crime is heroic yep. because they did not stop it. They did not stop him. They no. just refused to participate. And in fact, what they said in the um, Oval Office meeting, was it three days? This is the big meeting where everybody loses it, right? Three days before January 6th, I believe, that meeting, where they're all like, look, you can replace, if you, you can replace whoever you want to replace, but if you put Jeffrey Clark in charge, everybody's going to quit. All these yeah. people are going to quit. But nobody did quit that day when he didn't do that. And and nobody came out and said at that moment, look, this what's going on. And nobody's come out since then. And 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 I just I really I I I am disgusted by all of these people because they continue to work in this environment. And I know everybody tries to skate on that their head if we weren't there. Well, what would have happened if on January 3rd, a hundred people had quit the Justice Department? What would have, would would the sixth have even happened? Like, I'm just saying. I have to say over and over and over that all I'm hearing over and over and over again is how close and how many times and how hard people have had to fight to keep us from going into a constitutional crisis. And that this pres that this president, that that president, not this president, that Donald Trump was sitting there day after day, minute after moment after moment, just roll, strolling people in, trying to figure out how to cheat the American public and who could adhere, give him the best argument for him to get his dirt done. I, I do want to really quickly give a big shout out to Eric Hirschman and say he is, in my view, the best shade giver of them all mm-hmm. um while they keep playing he's the guy who swears a lot yeah and who said i can give you the best free piece of free legal advice you're ever going to get get a good fucking criminal yeah. but he had a great line to jeff clark he said the only thing you know about elections environmental law is they both start with an e but after <laughs> this meeting based on this letter i'm not even sure about that Dang! but here's it, it in line with what you're saying i just I feel like that's not enough. Like it, it's not enough for me for this to rise to the level of, of calling them heroic. And I get that. I get the, the sort of the PR of that. And I get the trying to get people to step forward and, and, and all, but the reality is Francis, that that wouldn't be enough for any of us. We both know somebody who went to jail, federal prison yep. for was sentenced to minimum five years for committing a crime that the police and judge knew it was possible. She didn't know she was committing. That's right. They had literally, this person was, was, I thought about, I thought about her the first thing this morning, girl. Because it's hard to not to. She was a person who inadvertently was a drug mule. Didn't and never opened, never opened a package. Never was just asked by a family friend to pick up a package, drop it off. Never knew. They couldn't prove that she knew. And and this is important to me. They couldn't prove that she knew. And in fact, the judge, I went to her sentencing. The judge said, if stupid were a defense, You'd be in luck. Unfortunately, as an adult in this country, 
You cannot claim ignorance as a defense. And if a bitch in Detroit can't do that on low level drug trafficking, then you tell me how a president of the United States can do it when he has been told by dozens of qualified people, lawyers, officials, people he appointed that this is illegal, that this didn't happen. I th This idea that he believed that he lost the election somehow takes his behavior out of it being illegal is yep. BS. And we shouldn't allow them to do that because it's not true for any of us. That is not true for any of us. If you were in a car with somebody and it gets pulled over and searched and they find a pound of cocaine in there, you best believe they're going to charge you with that. And even though you didn't do any of us get in the car and check it, no, right. Right. it won't matter. And Let I just, this man was told repeatedly. We, we do stories about people jumping into pants and going and their cocaine in the pockets and they try to float. Not my pants. I'm wearing them. Not my oh, pants. Worse than that, Francis. We've had people, we've had it where people have found drugs up people's asses. That's right. And That's they've tried to claim it wasn't theirs and they didn't know how it got there. And how it got there. But here's my thing. The, the, the information had been planted. The man had been, Donald Trump had been told again and again. They sat down Donahue sat down and and struck down every single right. item that Donald Trump said. Well, what about this angle? That doesn't exist, sir. This. What about this? That conspiracy lie doesn't isn't isn't right, sir. True. Um, over and over and over and over again. And still, and still, we are. Uh, it's happening today. Well, and this, and it's not that he doesn't believe. I, I, I don't care if he oh, believes or not. The, and, and this, but this seems to be a sticking point for people. It, it, it doesn't matter if he believes or not. He was told repeatedly that what? it was illegal and that this, these things hadn't happened. Every single theory. In fact, uh, Donahue went on to say that uh, one of the that president called him every day. Yes. Every day, multiple times, sometimes with a new one. And he in particular talked about that one conspiracy theory that there was in Michigan, yes. there was a machine, the ASOG machine. report, there yeah. was a machine that had double counted or miscounted that had been hacked and whatever else. He went and looked at it. And in fact, there was one error. They yep. hand count and recounted and, and matched them to ballots. There was one error, which he, he did quick math and figured out that's a 0.0063% error rate, which is well within okay. Yep. Everybody's fine with it. It's like, yeah, one vote. I think that my, I have to, I also have to say my next award does go to my boo, Donna Hugh, because my boo did something that I do that I love. He took notes. Yep. He took notes on his conversation with Trump. Now he tried to give a justification for giving to taking those notes that wasn't about not trusting Trump or whatever, which right. uh, whatever. He just was like, oh, I was just trying to write something down real quick. And then I just, since I was already taking notes. I, I got the pad from my wife's uh, nightstand and a pen. And I just, right. you know, mm. because, because what he, the justification he gave was the president gave brought up another conspiracy item that he hadn't heard yet. And here's the thing. All of these men, all of these people were desperate, just like Mike Pence, desperate to hunt these things down for this man. It didn't matter. And, and, and what killed me was when they started talking about the Italian satellites, right? Oh, please. The Italian mm -hmm. satellites and the, that conspiracy that you could watch that 20 minute video and know that it was insane, that they were on the phone with the Italian government, that Mark Meadows was running that shit down. It didn't matter. He was it, again and again and again. This is a coup in search of a plan.
But the, the reality of that is that I have two problems with that. Number one, the Justice Department, while sitting there and saying it is not the per president's personal attorney or an attorney of the campaign, was in fact running down campaign issues yep. and, and using their time, our resources and money to search out the, when they had no authority. And it didn't it didn't make any sense. Now, I get that we all go, well, preemptively, they were doing it because they just thought it would shut him up. I didn't understand. Is the Department of Justice there to serve at the leisure of the president or not? I mean, is the Department of Justice there to manage the president's expectations? Like it just the fact that we're OK with that at all, that, well, that that's how resources. And then if I could say this and that also that when he took down those notes and this is a direct quote and he said this is a direct quote from the president when he said to the president Donahue that they were not going to just snap our fingers and, make, and get rid of this election or overturn yeah. it or say that corruption happened that did. Donald Trump said back to him, I'm not saying that. Just say it was corrupt and leave the rest to me and the Republican, Republican congressman. That is what Trump said. Just say it's corrupt. It doesn't have to be corrupt. Just right. say it and leave the rest to us. Which is the same thing that he was, he was asking for in Michigan, which is just say that those machines are fucked up. Any machine. Here, what can I do? When he's sitting there talking to everybody at that day in the office and he's sitting there going, trying to install Jeffrey, Jeff Clark, he's sitting there going, well, you know, what do I have to lose? This has never been about the American experiment. This is no. not about the Constitution. It's not no. about the truth. He is it's not about voting fraud. It's about power and staying in power. And these men, and at the end of the day, what these men, all these people have to sit there and have to answer to is who do I answer to and what do I answer to? Because if I answer to and what they were all answering to was Donald Trump. If you don't give me what I want, you get the fuck out. And I'll replace you with somebody else. And daddy, 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 you're not making me happy. You're not, I'm going to fire you. And I loved Rosen sitting there talking about Jeffrey Clark sitting there. I, I, it to be a fly on the wall in the conversation where Jeffrey Clark calls Rosen in and lets him know, hey, by the way, motherfucker, if you want to stay, you can still be my deputy. If you sign this letter, if, if you, you sign this letter that we're going to send to the Georgia, Georgia and another state's attorney general telling them that they need to, that this collection, that you have evidence, this election is corrupt and that there's been fraud. If you sign this letter now, you will get to keep a job. I mean, you're going to be working under me. Here's the thing. I think Jeffrey Clark from now on, we have to refer to as Eve Harrington because yeah. what Jeff Clark did was Jeff Clark went behind his boss's back, yeah. got caught and then lied about it for the next month. Yeah. He was told specifically by his bosses because he was worked in environmental division of the department of justice right yep. he was told you are not supposed to have this contact and he admitted to knowing that and he said it was an accident that he ended up in this meeting he was dragged he didn't know Yay! of course he would never do it again he would never ever do it again and he would tell you if anybody even approached him he then went on to be in multiple communications with the white house and the president and lied about it yep. and then went and i did like i did like him being like um it's rose was it rosen or donahue I think it was uh, Donahue saying, uh, not only was I not prepared to be fired by my underling, basically. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. you don't, you don't get to fire me. You don't have that kind of power. And, and it's, it's just. But they really did. Donald Trump really did think that this was about a warm body. And until That's they right. could show and prove and show that they would have the might of the United States, until they could, they sat in that 
room for two hours trying to convince Donald Trump not to create a constitutional crisis. And the only thing that stopped it was them saying that when you put this man in charge, he will be in charge and running a graveyard. And it's going to make you look bad. And yet they could have done it that day. Yeah, that should have been enough. It should have and been I, and I, and and they should have reported in whatever the mechanisms are for reporting all of these contexts for being repeatedly on a daily basis, repeatedly telling the president this isn't true and then watching him go out and say that it was yeah. repeatedly. There yeah. is just there is no room for me. I mean, this, I think these hearings have been damning as all get out. I, I think that it, obviously, as we've said many times, if you if you're thinking this is going to take a MAGA person to change their mind, then you don't understand brainwashing, but like the reality or white nationalism, the reality is that they had as got that. I think that, you know, Benny Thompson and obviously um, Representative Cheney and Adam Kinzinger did a wonderful job of making it very clear that every day of this hearing so far, what we have showed you is that number one, Trump knew he lost the election. Yeah. He was told repeatedly he knew it. Number two, that he then tried to put, he put an immense amount of pressure on state ter- state level um, authorities and on lo- even local elections people local level poor lady ruby lady ruby and and, and her daughter shay yes you know what what trump did to them you know here's my thing you know if you are a politician you signed up for this these are regular americans and i completely agree with them and i expect i expect this i expect donald trump to have to pay them millions of dollars for the pain and suffering they have been put through in their lives because ain't nobody taking care of them they don't have a capitol police detail walking them to and fro their job this woman had That's to give right. up her job a job she loved as Some did her mama had to hide they go and her go mother had to hide. They can't say their names. Because oh, oh, oh. the FBI said to her, the yeah. FBI said to Lady Ruby, we have credible threats against your life. We suggest you leave your home at least until the election. Yes. That's not, it wasn't that she got some, some, some nasty texts or calls that she didn't like. The FBI told her she had to leave. Now, they also didn't put her up, which pisses me off. But it's, it's I, I just, over and over again, what we see is this, on a daily and ongoing basis, the president of the United States trying to get people involved with and to support a corrupt enterprise that he knew was corrupt. And I am trying, I am trying to understand how none of these people are in jail and how none of them that we have seen today, today, right before the hearing started, um, what's his name? Jeffrey Clark's home. They, you know, they had a warrant to go inside of Jeffrey Clark's home. And you know what? And I love what they were just saying, all the lawyers on MSNBC, they were like, no, don't call it a raid. Okay. That was a warrant, which means that people suspect that there is evidence inside that home towards a crime because he's a criminal. Yeah, no, not a judge. A judge has said there is adequate evidence that there is a criminal, there, there's evidence of criminal activity inside of that particular building. Like that's it right. can't just be your life, right? They have to be very specific. So that's a high bar. Yes. It's a very high bar. And and that, so that went on today. And and I I I think that, you know, it's it's upsetting. Many things are upsetting about it because yet again, it just feels like, not feels like, it is like this. You know, what's it going to take? Mm-hmm. What's it going to take? You, We literally need 
to hear Trump say, I don't care about the facts, which is he's demonstrated and said it in every way that's been made clear to us over and over again. But yes, I was committing an act of insurrection when my uh, legislative pressuring didn't work. I moved on to the Department of Justice. When that didn't work. I moved on to my vice president. I kept all of them were going on all the time, actually. And then and then I counted on and then I told everybody he told everybody to come to the white to come to the Capitol on the 6th. Yep. Never let that get out of your head that he said January 6th. He is the person who said it, who invited everyone there and he told them it would be wild and to fight like you've never fought before. Yep. And and that on top of it, to hear that Mo Brooks, Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, um, what's another one? That all of these representatives re- apparently went and asked for pardons. Yeah. And they wanted broad ass pardons that said, if anything ever happened in the future, oh, Mr. Said Perry. at any point, I, yeah, Mr. Perry, General Perry. Yes. General Perry. Don't get it twisted. When they start calling him General Perry, I'm like, what is a general involved in the military? They saw yes. this as a, as a violent military operation in their heads from the beginning. They yes. knew what January Trump and them knew what January 6th was. That was the that was the final nail in their stealing the government coffin. Yeah. And they knew it. You don't yes. call people general. Well, and you know what? And, you know, Perry, who walked, walked Jeff Clark up into the White House. You know, I I keep going. We keep allowing like Mike Flynn. Mike Flynn's brother still is running shit in this country. Dude. And I can't Francis because this is my problem is that you know people talk about Pence and doing the right thing. He just didn't do the wrong thing. He didn't do the right thing. He didn't do the wrong thing. Yeah. He's still not doing the right thing. He's no. still not. He's willingly going in front of the and they shouldn't have to subpoena anyone. Everybody should. But I believe, I believe that's why they put, and I'm going to tell you something, the way that they, you know, just overall in a global way, the way that they're presenting this material, the way that they're allowing, because I said to myself initially, I'll go, well, why aren't they just doing it, you know, within a week span, get it over with. No, they're allowing this information to breathe, to find its way into the American, American psyche. And get it on it's the take time for us people. to tell people. Like I've That's texted right. some friends. Now they're gonna because they're at work or they're whatever, and they're gonna text some people, and then they're gonna talk to people. It's gonna take a minute for this to really settle. And they're going to be in the meantime, I believe that there are going to be more uh warrants and, and set up, more people being searched, more people coming in, and yep. we will and there will be leaks here and there, and we will know. And they are ongoing. I just cannot get my mind around. Okay, I will say R. Melber, who many times annoys me, but R. Melber had a very good quote. Uh, afterwards, he said, um, what we have in this situation, we have someone, Trump, who has the venality of an autocrat, but not the competence. Yeah. That was a solid ass read and an accurate description. The fact yeah. that they're all incompetent and stupid and the fact is, is not, again, is not a defense. This is a coup that is still happening. And I have to say, why are they on vacation all the damn time? I was, you know, I'm, I, I mean, I really, Francis, really, the, the coup is still, it's in progress. It's happening while we, while in front of our eyes and the problem, our real big problem, which is what I agree with everyone on that uh, January 6th panel, which is what all the Republicans are doing is strengthening is just doing exercises trying to figure out who's strong enough to buck this trend 
Trump couldn't do it. Let's figure out if DeSantis can get in there and hold power for X amount of years if he can. We are looking at, if we do not act, we have got to figure out how to change these laws now. Absolutely. And you see what's happening. All of the Supreme Court today also put out a ruling that that um, takes away uh, New York City, New York's ability to keep people from having guns all over the place. It's 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 these people. There are three people on that court who have no business being there in my view, actually four, um, two, because they're completely incompetent and ha- don't have the experience. And, um, two, because then they're, stop, you know, molesters, <laughs> you know, I mean, okay, dude, I, I just to hear that Jeffrey Clark is incompetent. Like he's in this meeting on the third, he's there. And yeah. everybody in the room, everybody in the room says not only will we quit if you put this fool in charge, every hundreds of other people will quit. Now I want you to think about that how that but what that moment must have been like and i will have i do also have to say that i found it charming and also just such so bizarre that it, it's it it's it's i believe it's donahue was clearly and they all mentioned it very upset about not being properly attired i know for this for this january 3rd meeting he got called it was sunday he didn't know he had to run over there and he had like dirty boots on or something and like yeah, a sweatshirt and an army and he, t-shirt and Jeeves and Army T-shirt, and he was like, and he just said he, he walked in the Oval Office and had to stop because he was like, oh, oh, I'm so sorry, Mr. President. And this is where I say, I know that it's respect the office and all of that, but uh, why don't we forgo with the apologies when he's asking you to commit treason? Maybe, <laughs> you know, like maybe we can forgo that. And I just, I don't know why we're a year into this, a year and a half later, you people are now, the only because you've been called. That's right. Just because we're turning the screw. And only to cover your ass. That's right. You know, you're showing up. I cannot call this heroic. Yeah. I can call it necessary and in the minimum, and I mean the barest minimum, because there was there's absolutely no reason. Let Francis. I know somebody who has been fired for far less, right? Recently, who was fired from an officially governmenty job because they misted their hours. Yeah. on their payroll and they knew they did they knew they missed them yeah. but they misreported their working hours and they got fired for embezzlement i'm looking at this this entire scam from the illegal fundraising um the trump campaign has done uh, on the basis of the big lie the fraudulent at the very least if not yeah. completely illegal um and, and all the way down here and i'm like and all you know I, I look at them and i'm like we the number of people in this country do you know that over 95 percent um and I believe it's actually 98, but over 95% of convictions in this country are because of plea deals, not because people went to trial and, yes. and, and got found guilty, but because they were compelled to plead guilty. And how many, and, and, and that's that's an important thing to remember, is that for you, if we're saying that the whole point of this is that the law applies to everyone, well, clearly it doesn't. No. Number one. And number two, it doesn't apply even remotely the same way. No. Not my happy black ass not have a ticket, a tag on my on my license plate That's and see right. what happens to me. And this man on a daily basis was calling multiple members of the government from the local, state and federal level, from the Department of Justice to the Department of Defense, from the Department of Homeland Security and asking them to commit the worst kind of crime, a treason. And nobody, and no one said a thing. Nobody said a thing. Nobody said a thing. And that is our final word. 
Thank you so much for letting us into your ears and into your hearts. I'm Francis Callier. I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela. Thank you so much for listening to The Final Word. It's no surprise that newsmakers try to manipulate the audience. They want you to believe that they are the one holding the line and they'll use any trick they can to get you there. But don't let them fool you. Get unspun. I'm Amanda Sturgill. I've been a reporter, and today I teach future reporters to cut the spin and think critically about what newsmakers say. My podcast, Unspun, shows you how to know when you're being manipulated by the news. Learn to spot the tricks and how to make up your own mind about what's true. So if you're tired of being fooled by the news, subscribe to Unspun today. Unspun, because you deserve the truth.